Good morning, early bird listeners. It's Melanie, and I'm reporting again from Beijing. This time, I thought y'all deserved a little bit of honesty. I have not, in three months, shaved my legs. So it started out as a misunderstanding of what someone meant when they said fuzzy. I've been kind of on this social exploration of human hair, our interest in it, and why people seem overly concerned, or, or at one point maybe not so overly concerned, with excessive bodily hair. I was wondering first, you know, if there were any any types of um, correlation between body hair amounts and personality content it didn't really get that much. But I did see recently that the first bearded woman was a, a runway model. I'll have to find the link for that at some point. But what I've been looking up for the past like maybe 10 minutes outside of the internet trend of unicorn armpit hair... <laughs> which is fantastic. I'll definitely make a link to that in the, uh, in the podcast post. Um, yeah, I just think it's interesting the kind of divide by the genders between men who are seen from a societal standpoint as more attractive, but the more hair they have and women kind of, um, you know, you get the reciprocal effect. And so I kind of studied a little bit just kind of quick about where this comes from and some interesting stats to throw kind of your way. So apparently more than 99% of American women voluntarily get rid of their hair. And on average, an American woman will spend over $10,000 over the course of her life shaving. And those who wax shell out more than $23,000. And, um... These habits, they run across race, ethnicity, region, and um, what's interesting is that it actually wasn't until the late 1800s that non-native women became concerned with their own body hair. Um, in, in fact, when, when uh, folks first came to the, uh, the, U- the U.S., they thought it was pretty strange that the indigenous people here weren't shaven or or were shaven didn't have hair they were quote disturbed by beardless natives native americans when they first landed this article is pretty insightful in the sense that um it said that the campaign against body hair was said to originate kind of after the release of darwin's 1871 book descent of man and In that book, it shows that men of science obsessed over these racial differences, Harry being one of them. Um, And ever since then, the public kind of latched onto this idea. Hairiness was seen now to be deeply pathologized Um, (laughs) and rooted in traditions of comparative racial anatomy, evolutionary thought. It solidified hair's association with primitive ancestry and in re- in ancestral return to the earlier, less developed forms of, of humanity. 
it was said that hairiness became an issue of fitness. An important distinction, though, in this evolutionary framework is that men were supposed to be hairy and women weren't. It was, it was said that the hairier a man was, the more masculine, the less hairy a woman was, the more feminine. And um, in, as a result, hairiness in women kind of became an indication of a defiant personality. And uh, what's crazy, too, is that in 1893, a study of 271 cases of insanity in white women which were found that insane women had excessive facial hair more frequently than, than the sane. Their hairs of these insane women were also thicker and stiffer, more closely resembling those of, quote, inferior races. Um, there's also allegedly connections between thickness of hair with um, likelihood to commit violent crime or to possess strong sexual instincts instincts and exceptional animal vigor. And in the 1900s, unwanted hair was a significant source of discomfort for American women. If you can think of how media started portraying it as if the feminine was to be defined by smooth, sanitized white skin, it was something that became disgusting to middle-class women and to remove it was a way to separate oneself from cruder people, lower class, and immigrant immigrant folks. What's also disturbing is, is in the 1920s and 30s, the, the levels that women would go to to remove hair. They used pumice stones or sandpaper to, to remove the hair, which caused irritation and scabbing. Some tried to modify their, their hair using shoemaker's waxes. Thousands were killed or permanently disabled were permanently disabled by Coramlu, a cream made from the rat poison thallium acetate. It was, as the article says, indeed successful in eliminating hair, but also in causing muscular atrophy, blindness, limb damage, and death. Around the same time, X-ray hair removal emerged as another treatment option for your unwanted hair. Women would sit in front of this machine for two or three minutes and radiation would, you know, make their hair fall out, but they were also exposed to large amounts of radiation, which led to scarring, ulceration, and cancer. And, um, yeah, just pretty disturbing stuff. So, luckily, luckily it seems that women are tending toward freedom of their follicles and into, into not necessarily abide by these cultural norms. I know I haven't really, I haven't really been abiding by them and it's great. I don't have to worry about um, prickly legs or the cold. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's also July. But yeah, I guess I'd encourage all folks to think about the societal norms and not to just mindlessly partake in them just for the sake of some ritualistic preparation step prior to work. It's it's kind of fun to be free and it's kind of fun to see your body in its natural form. You know, 
it's something that I've been learning to accept and I think at one point I might dye my hair different colors and not just my head hair. So if you wish to partake in that with me, let me know. We can match. And I also encourage you all to count the number of hairs on your big toe. I think it'd be um, kind of a cool experiment to compare the number of hairs on your left big toe. And if you don't have a left big toe, or you don't like your left big toe for whatever reason, feel free to check your right big toe. And if you don't have access to these, um, these feet, then go ahead and try a finger. And we can all kind of compare, maybe make a meetup group on our hair counts, make some standard deviations on the average toe hair, select by age, race, affinity for chocolate ice cream, and um, learn a little bit more and also just question what we know or what we think we know to be social and cultural norms. So um, I hope you feel thoroughly either at ease or just informed about hair and um, that you luckily aren't any type of radiation done to remove your your, your uh, unwanted leg hair. Thanks for listening and stay fuzzy, you know, if you want. Mm-hmm.